I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. Now, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you have doubtless heard Katie say from time to time, go see what the birds are doing. It's one of her favorite catchphrases, and it's kind of become one of the unofficial slogans of our show. Not that our show really has anything to do specifically with wildlife, as I'm sure you're aware, but because, well, one, because Katie is a great creature lover, critter lover, and she loves exploring and observing wildlife, especially on a small scale, and also just because it's a great reminder that sometimes when you're too much in your head, having a hard time with whatever life has thrown at you recently, sometimes just going into nature and watching what the creatures of the world are doing can sort of put things in perspective. And it came to mind that someone else in my life has a great love of creatures, and that is my son, Aurelio. And now, to be fair, most children adore animals and bugs and other creatures, but Aurelio truly, truly does love them. And whenever we are outside, we always try to find as many as we can. And when uh, we finally were able to sort of spend some time outside, when Italy started opening back up, we definitely took advantage of that and did a little bit of creature seeking. Can you sing a beautiful song? He, he, he waved hi to me. He did? What kind of bird do you think that is? Blackbird. I think you're right. Look at that song! Look at that song! What is that? Nothing, nothing that hurts people. That's a bee! I wonder why he's walking instead of flying. Maybe he's just looking for some a beehive. He could be looking for his beehive. Maybe he's lost. Poor little bee. There we go. Now he's on a plant. We yeah. saved the bee. We saved him, but it was pretty hard. Oh. I don't know about you guys, but when we were in quarantine, and I think a lot of people mentioned this, a lot of people that we heard from on the show uh, and sent in comments, said that they, they hear the birds more than they usually do during lockdown. Now, obviously it makes sense. There are fewer cars on the street. There are fewer noises, honking horns and trucks and airplanes. So you're gonna be able to hear them. So the question is, are we hearing the birds more just because it's quieter or are the birds actually making more noise because they have more freedom to do so? Um, Who knows the answer to that? But I definitely think that the result of all of this, at least for me, is that I've started to be aware of them more. I've started to notice them more. Even though for us in Italy, quarantine is over and there's lots of cars on the street again and lots of noise going on, even in my own apartment, as you might be able to hear, someone's drilling, I do feel like I hear the birds more. And I think that's just an awareness, a heightened awareness of it that comes from a time, a very unusual time for me anyway, living sort of in a peaceful, quiet place and being able to hear those birds. 
One place in Rome that you can always go, even in the height of high season, even when the city is full and lots of stuff is going on, you could always find some wonderful creatures, and that is Villa Pamphili. Villa Pamphili, or Villa Doria Pamphili, as it is technically called, is a huge public park in Rome. To give you some perspective, it is 184 hectares, which is a fancy way of saying it's 1.84 square kilometers. To give you some context, uh, Central Park is 341 hectares, so quite a bit, bit bigger, about twice as big. But Hyde Park in London is only 142 hectares. So if you are familiar with that park, Villa Pamphili is a good deal bigger. And the interesting thing about it is that it once belonged to a private family. It was literally their private suburban land. It was purchased, this tract of land or part of it, was purchased around 1630 by Pamphilo Pamphili. And he was married to famously to the heiress Olympia Maidalkini, who became a very powerful woman, one of Rome's most powerful women in history. And their subsequent claim to fame was that Pamphilo Pamphili's brother eventually became Pope Innocent X. And it was at that time in 1644 that they decided, the family decided to make this land into something very grand and very luxurious. So first they started buying up more tracts of land because it wasn't big enough. And so there were many vineyards in that area at the time. And so they just sort of started buying up vineyard after vineyard after vineyard until they had this enormous piece of land. And then, of course, they decided to build a beautiful villa on it. In Italy, we use the word villa to mean a park, really. But it, it truly was the building was the villa and the land was the grounds of the villa. But it's all one thing now. And they call Rome's major parks, villas. I mean, if that's what they originated as. And there are several in the city, but Villa Pamphili is the one that is closest to my heart, um, not just because I love it so much, but also because it is close to where I lived for many years in Trastevere. And I used to always walk up there to take long walks or runs or bike rides in the park. And so it just has a very special place in my heart. And it's a beautiful location to right behind Trastevere on the slopes of the Janiculum Hill. Some of it has really beautiful views as well. The villa itself is called Casino del Bel Respiro, and it's a really lovely Baroque villa, and it is always shuttered up, and there's never anybody in it. And once in a while, they open it up, and you can visit. And actually, Katie and I and our husbands got to visit back in April of the year Katie was living in Rome in 2014. It was very exciting because, of course, to have spent so many hours in that park taking walks and always looking in at the villa but never being able to go inside, it was really great to be able to go inside. So if you have the chance, they do open it every once in a while and you have to sign up over email and you can get to go. But the villa itself is gorgeous. The grounds, I mean, they were manicured at the time that the villa was built in the the mid-1600s. It's very Baroque, it's very ornate, it's very lovely. But there are also sections of the park that are are much wilder. Um, There are enormous tracts of umbrella pine trees, which are just gorgeous. And they're planted in long, straight lines. In the afternoon, their shadows make these beautiful geometric patterns on the ground. It's, It's really glorious to see. There are lots of bike paths, and it's, and it's really a beautiful place to go. 
when the time comes that you're able to come back to Rome, I definitely suggest a visit there. And back to the idea of birds, I mentioned that you can see lots of creatures there. Now, obviously, it's very visited by lots of people. So you're not going to see wild foxes roaming around, although there probably are some. But what you will see are parrots if you look for them. Rome actually has a surprisingly large population of bright green parrots. They're truly beautiful, and I see them in my neighborhood. I wouldn't say all the time, but I probably see them once every couple of weeks. I'll see them flying over, and they usually fly in in flocks of about seven or eight, but you can really see them in uh, in Villa Pamphili if you look for them, particularly in the groves of um, umbrella pines. There's a legend to why there are so many parrots in Rome, and it, supposedly one of the popes back in the olden days, <laughs> I'm going to be vague because I really don't know, I looked it up, I heard about this legend, and I really looked for it, and I could not find any details. But the legend says that a pope a long time ago was given 12 parrots when he was elected pope, and he immediately released them into the wild. And it could be that that's why there are now so many parrots in the city, that these original 12 parrots, probably coming from somewhere much more exotic, reproduced. And now we have parrots all over the city, but particularly in the north of the city, between the Vatican and sort of the northern outskirts where I am. But you can also find frogs. Uh, There's a frog pond. You can find lots of turtles in the lake. And there are also swans and geese. So those animals for sure you can see. Whether or not you can find foxes, rabbits, and even maybe wolves. Some people talk about wolves. I've never spotted them. But you can definitely find some creatures there and spend a beautiful day just wandering around and having a picnic. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, little visit to Rome's Villa Pamphili, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review and tell all of your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife at mail.com or find us using the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net.